Welcome to the Meg and Maggie podcast. We blend the worlds of physical and mental health to bring you conversations of overall wellness. We are so happy you're here with us. Love, Meg and Maggie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. This is episode 56. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast. We have our number one most loyal listener, unless someone else out there is our number one most loyal listener. and We just don't know it yet. But to our knowledge, we have our number one most loyal listener 5 a.m. every Monday, you know. So if you beat that, let us know. My husband, Cosmos, he is here on the show. I talk about him often, so I am very excited for you all to officially meet him through his voice today. Um, Cosmos is the president of Aiden Brook, one of the largest agricultural commodities brokerages in the country. And along with that, he is a serial entrepreneur. And it's very common for me to receive a text saying, I formed a new business today. So um, (laughs) yeah, that's pretty much, you know, what he's doing all day long. Um, Along with being my husband, he's an incredible dog dad, life partner, storyteller, and writer. And I think I might be the only person who can tell when one of his stories is true or made up. But don't worry, today's story is 100% true and 100% valuable. Today, Cosmos is going to be sharing the importance of having your shit together through a story about our four dogs. So Cosmos, welcome to the Mega Maggie podcast. Thank you so much, honey. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on Zoom, everyone, and this is amazing. Also, Maggie, that intro was insane. I like, I think if you would have kept talking, I would have got a little teary-eyed. That was oh. a really good intro. It was fantastic. I feel like I turned two more shades of red. Than you already were before you got on here. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, don't worry, I got this. I did just was it up about two minutes ago. <laughs> that was an awesome intro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so so excited to have you here. Um, I'm also very excited for you to tell a true story. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so that's so funny that you you said uh, storyteller because I truly I feel like I've always told really good stories. You everyone's told me that my whole life. But you are one person that has seen through any stories that are not true. You see through them right away, cut right through them. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're just going to have Cosmos read the story. Megan has never heard the story before. So this will be her first time hearing it. Um, And then just have a discussion about it and just go from there. We don't really have anything planned. So here we go. I tried to hear the story multiple times. I just want that to be clear. You did. hard to hear it. I did not want to be surprised, but I think I love writing too. And I like, I learned the best through storytelling. So I'm really excited to hear it. And when Maggie was like, Cosmos does that too. I was like, wait, what? He, he like is like an entrepreneur and all these things. And he also tells stories like how cool. So yeah, she was like, you cannot hear this story. We're going to do it off the cuff on the podcast. I want your initial instincts. And then we're just going to kind of let the conversation unfold from there. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so, no pressure. Um, Tell I'm excited story. for this. So for a little prequel to this story, um, so occasionally I'll, you know, it's doing all this stuff, it becomes very uh, running the businesses and, and um, you're constantly trying to think of how to do things better. That I, I'm constantly thinking about, we have to figure out how we're going to get to the next level. And uh, I went on a really good walk. And Megan, I hear you talk about this a lot about like, you know, clearing your head and just going for a walk and how much like 
mental um, freedom it gives you to like kind of like get yourself get yourself out of like the blocks that you put yourself into um, and allows you to like be more creative. So I also do things extreme all the time. So if I'm going to do something, we're going to do it extreme. So it was an ice storm and I took Molly, our uh, one girl pup, who looks like she needed some away time from the boys. Um, so I took Molly and it was an ice storm and I threw on a raid jacket and it was like, um, you know, it was quite cold and getting a little colder and I went and uh I don't know where Maggie was for the day but she was away. I wasn't there yeah I don't yeah, know you were, we were I forget where you, I think you were visiting a friend um in the city but um I went up to this park that I knew nothing about and I was I just started hiking pretty fast paced and it covered 11 miles in that day and it was fantastic uh hike I was very sore and tired afterwards but I had plenty of time to like think through things and um and I, when I came home, um, I, I had thought of this story along the way. And when I came home, I just had to, I, I wrote it out. And then the next day I continued writing it out while Maggie and uh, um, her mom were there at the house. We, I, I, I was writing away and then uh, her aunts, uh, her aunt and, and our cousins were there at the house too. There was a lot of people the next day at our oh house. Oh my gosh, yeah, you were like, just I gotta sitting tell there you writing. This. And yeah. I, was like, I, I was like hammering out this story. Um, is really an email to my team um, for Monday morning. Um, but it was, uh, I think it was the first week of January. So we're trying to set off the year right. Um, and it's really important. I, I find like, especially like in a pinnacle moment, like the beginning of the year, it's really important to like focus center that like my, I feel like my job as president, it's kind of weird, the title president, but your job as president is to, the main thing is to keep everyone focused that's what it is is focused and like what does it mean to be focused and um what what do we need to do to get to the next level it's like my job to figure out which path we're going to take um but it's to keep everyone focused in their different departments and what they're doing on getting to that that one goal mm. so here's the story <clears throat> i'm so excited are you ready are you Gosh. ready i feel like Wait, let's give <laughs> you know, a minute to like take a few like, deep breaths a little bit of excitement so um so i'll talk for a second i think that's a great idea because i am happy that you explained you know where the story came from and why you wrote it and um things like that and seriously he was sitting there for like two days straight in our kitchen just at the table just writing this story and then yeah there were so many people in the house and he's done he's like i need to read this to you guys and we all just sat there you know listened to him and we were like wow, that is such a great story. Like that is so, yeah. So I'm excited for everyone to hear it, but thank you for kind of setting the scene, you know? No, absolutely. Um, so this was originally, it was an email sent to the team, but the story was, uh, the, the story was included in the email. I'm, I'm just going to read the story because the email is more to do with what, what we we're trying to accomplish that, that week or, you know, that beginning of the year. But so here's, here we go. <laughs> have you ever heard the term they've got their shit together what does it really mean to have your shit together i'll explain i have four great big dogs that i love three of them are golden doodles baxter barley and molly and one is a bernie doodle but he's probably just a bernie's mountain dog i don't see any doodle in him um, but we love him nonetheless <laughs> at our house i don't take the dogs out to use the bathroom I just open the door and let them run out and take care of business. Four dogs, it would be a full-time job and they have shock collars on so they can't run away. 
and we have a nice piece of land where they can go out and do their business. Baxter, Barley, and Molly all do the same thing when they get outside. They run out into the middle of the yard in a different spot every day, take a piss, then sniff around a little, and take a shit. Then, after they take care of business, they start running around the yard playing with each other. They don't have their shit together. When they run around, they end up stepping in their shit and tracking <laughs> their shit all over the place. Then everyone has to deal with their shit. Brady, the big Bernese, he has a different habit. He goes into a little patch of the woods outside the yard and pisses and shits in the same exact spot every single day. If you walk into those woods, it's covered in piles of shit with all within a 10 foot radius. Brady has his shit together. Brady does not step in his shit. The first lesson here is if you have your shit together, it decreases your chance of you stepping in it and tracking it all around the place. Then you don't stink and everyone doesn't have to deal with your shit. So secondly, so all the pups will stay outside playing for a while and they will let me know when they wanna come back inside. We notice that the three golden, golden dudes will beat up the big boy Brady. They tackle him in the lawn. They like to gang up on him. He likes, to, he likes the plays and attention though. They all get along quite well. When it's time to come inside though, even Brady gets shit on him. Not his shit, the other's shit. And he stinks the same. So the second lesson here is if you hang out with those who don't have their shit together, don't be surprised when you step in their shit and stink the same as them. Now, there's a lot of you out there who have dogs that don't step in shit and track it all over the place. These may appear to be clean pups that have their shit together. However, you all know who's cleaning up their shit all the time. Third lesson here is when you see someone who appears to have their shit together, make sure you observe closely. Do they have their shit together? Or do they have people running around behind them cleaning up their shit? Mm. The third lesson here is don't compare yourself to others. Just get your shit together on your own. Now, lastly, there's no doubt in my soul that I dearly love these four dogs. Even though I'm dealing with their shit all the time, they bring enough joy to my life where they're worth it. However, I want you to take this with you. If you find yourself cleaning up others' shit all the time, so you or themselves don't step in it, they better be worth it. They better be bringing you more joy to your life than the shit is worth. So get your shit together. <laughs> I feel like we need to like clap or I know, something. Right? <laughs> that was so good. Oh my gosh. I didn't know what to expect. Should I just give my? Yeah, go ahead. I actually, I feel like I need a second. Hold on. I need to like. Thank you, Cosmos, for sharing you. your story with us. You're welcome. Is Brady outside right now? He's literally right beat out of him? next to me. He's right here. <laughs> oh, he's here. What a good boy. We're all on Zoom. Brady is, so I've been to Maggie and Cosmos's house a few times and Brady has my heart. I don't know if it's because he's the only 
one that doesn't look like the others or what, but like, he's just a special, special boy. That was awesome. I love all the layers that you brought to that story. And okay, so to backtrack first, thank you for, you know that I go for those walks because you listen to our podcast. So it's always funny when you'll be like, Meg, I know you do this. And I'll be like, how does he know that? I don't, how does he know that? And I'm like, oh, right. He listens to the podcast and I share too much. (laughs) I love that when you got back from that walk, first, let me ask you, did you wear headphones or did you just like go out there with nothing? At first I was wearing headphones, but then they quickly ran out of batteries. It was these AirPods and then they (laughs) they ran out of batteries and then I just put them away and I just was listening to the, uh, just to the, to the river, you know, it was was raining. It was, it was nice and quiet. It's special. I do both. Sometimes I'll do headphones and then I'll do not having headphones. And I swear to God, when I like unplug completely, like it's incredible what would happen. So I love that you went and did this and you got literally in nature and with your dog. And then you were like, I have to to write this story there's something about that like I experienced that with writing too or like some stories you just know you have to write it it's like this like you don't have a choice like you have to get it on paper even if I don't share them yet they have to be written like I have to get them out of my mind and so thank you for sharing that I also love that everyone maybe on Monday morning or whatever they get to they get to hear like a beautiful story like this to start their week and I like that at the end of every little um like segment of that story you shared like a little lesson I think it's really relatable and not that I need to chose choose a favorite from it but I think the one that I was like oh like it, it hit me hard was the one where if you appear to have your shit together it doesn't always mean that you do sometimes you just have people behind you cleaning it up and when I think about that for a business in particular that to me resonates the most that everything can seem really shiny and beautiful and all the things, but what's really going on underneath. So I'm excited for everyone to kind of interpret this story in whatever way they want, but it opens up like a beautiful conversation for us to have today on that topic. Um, Maggie, you've heard this story, but like hearing it, is this your second time hearing it? Um, maybe third. I'm not sure. I feel like I've, I maybe fifth. I don't know. I feel like I heard you tell it to different groups. Just of every people. night at the dinner table for the past couple months. No big deal. There was a little, there was a little, um, period of time where you actually wrote this before January cause because you were, um, sharing it when we were in Disney in December. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there was a, there was a period of time where like when we were with different groups of people, of course the story needed to be shared. So I've definitely heard it a few times, but I haven't heard it in a while. So there was that, you know, factor of, um, kind of listening again for the first time. Right. Um, the, the, the point that you brought up Meg also really stands out to me. Um, and if we take it a step further, Another thing that um, is relevant to this story, I think, is, you know, when dogs, they they take a poop, right? And then they, like, kick their feet and, like, push all the dirt and stuff over the poop. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you also could take a shit and then literally just try to cover it up. But that shit's mm. still there. Like, if you step in it, it's still going to smell. And I feel like, you know, our dogs don't really do that, which is odd. Maybe just because, you know, they have a yard. Baxter will do it, like, very rarely. But, um, yeah, the only way that you're not going to track all of your crap around with you is if you have it in one spot and you know where it is and you go, you know, play everywhere else. And it's just – it's such a testament to – humans right because 
think about your house. Obviously, I hope you don't have dog poop all over your house, but mm-hmm. if your house is a mess, right? Like my house is a little bit messy right now. And the reason why it's messy is because it's a projection of my mental space, right? Mm-hmm. My mental space is cluttered. My house is going to be cluttered, right? And then that clutter is going to, for me anyway, causes me anxiety. And then I take that with me everywhere that I go, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this this thing that I can't get rid of because my space is dirty. Right. And so if I take the time to sit down, give myself space to clear my head out mentally, I can give myself space to clean up my house. And then I don't have that baggage, right. That anxiety around with me everywhere I go all day, every day. Right. And so I feel like it could be, you know, many different things, but for me, that's what I think of if I was going to like relate it to humans. Mm -hmm. I, um, I think that's a really great point. So when I shared, I shared this story with um, a few people um, in, in my family, a few other people, uh, well, I shared it with my whole company, which there was, I think like uh, 40 people that got the, uh, got the email. And um, I had, got, had a couple interesting conversations. That's totally unique and new, um, you know, that this is what, what you do in essentially, essentially when you, um, it's, it's an example of your greater, um, like the, the, the way your house is, the way your house is kept is an example of what's going on inside your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that's where I was coming from when I originally wrote this, because it was after reading Atomic Habits, we bought a copy of Atomic Habits for everybody in the office, and we gave it to a lot of people. Um. And the point of the book, I, I felt like we lost the point of, of why we gave out a book. We're not, not just giving reading assignments. We want people to think about the habits that they form. Um, mm-hmm. If you think about Brady, he has a habit of going into the woods and um, pooping in the same spot. And other people have habits of, um, you know, uh, or, or Baxter, Barley and Molly, or they, they all go out into the middle of the yard. That's their habit. Um, it's interesting that if you have, um, I guess the point that I was trying to get across was that um, you have to examine your habits. If you wanna have your shit together, you have to examine the minor habits that make up your life mm-hmm. um, and see where, you know, check in with yourself and see where do you need to be fixed? Because when people come into work and they do sloppy work, it's not, it, it has nothing to do with the work that they're doing. It has to do with their mindset and their, the way that they're handling their life. Um, and getting your shit together is more like the, if I was to replace the word shit, I would be saying getting your habits together. Get your habits together because you have bad habits and you have good habits. Like they talk about in atomic habits a lot with this, but, um, the bad habits are the ones you want to, you want to look at those bad habits and figure out how can we turn those into good habits. And um, once you do that in like, in, in part, in, in every part of your life, so you start to look at where these habits are that you need to, you know, pull weeds out of the garden, you need to weed out of your life, then all of a sudden, everything starts to fall into place, your house starts to look orderly, all these things, but it starts in your brain, it starts in with your mental uh, mental side of it. Um, so I really like that you brought that out, Maggie, because that's like, that was where I was coming from. Um, when I originally wrote this was like, 
to fix your mental side? You know, uh, what, what can you do? What can you, what kind of habits can you put in place to fix your everyday work or your everyday life? Mm-hmm. And Maggie and I talk about this a lot with a lot of different topics and Cosmos, you can attest to this when you listen to our podcast, but I think one of my favorite things that we always bring as a layer of conversation is that I don't want anyone to ever listen to us and feel like our shit is together all the time because mine is not right. It's just not like, it's the reality that different things get prioritized at different times, but my habits keep me in enough of a, um, safe space for lack of a better word that it's going to be okay so my house right now is a hot mess it's just i haven't had time i've been so busy and i'm prioritizing other things so for example last night i was looking around i was like shit this is a i gotta get it together i hate when my house is messy it just it bothers me so much but it was already like 1 a.m. I had been working so late and I was like, okay, I can either get sleep or I can stay up later and clean my house. And I almost went both ways. I was like, okay, I can really like get my shit together for lack of a better word, or I can get sleep. Well, my sleep is my priority right now. My house can wait. So I love that in our conversations, I actually would love to get into, um, if it's okay with you, Maggie and Cosmos too, a little bit of those habits, especially for you, Cosmos, you have a different, um, lens being that not only do you have to formulate your habits and how you show up for work and how you show up for yourself and your family, you then at the same time have to, you know, filter in those conversations for others around you. And that's a really special skill that you have to bring. So I'd love to hear about that. But I really love that. I hope when everyone hears this, they hear we want to be striving or Maggie's famous words, moving towards having our shit together, right? But at the same time, recognizing that it's not always going to be together and it's okay. <laughs> I, I love that, Megan, because um, when, when, especially when I listen to, your, to the podcast in general, you guys always reflect that it's okay to not have it together um, and it's okay to be a work in progress. Um, and I love that because especially like after an intro, like Maggie just gave me, I feel like, wow, I must have my shit together. The truth is the way I look at it is like, it's not, not like I don't have my shit together. It's like, I'm i I'm okay with where I am and I'm happy to be going to the next place of where I want to be going. You know, I'm, um, I'm grateful for where I am and I'm, I, I, I'm trying to express more gratitude lately for where I am, but I am, um, and I, I'm not content with, with where I am forever. I'm, you know, I'm okay with where I am for right now, but I'm looking forward to getting a little bit better and better and better um, each day. That's what I think. I think the expectation for everyone is not to have their complete shit together because I don't think that exists. My personal opinion, I think that's like, you know, if you want to be God, like God might have all of his shit together, or he might not even be. He's just laughing up there because we're all trying to get our shit together. <laughs> but uh, we're, you know, it's okay to not have your shit together. It's a matter of, yeah, I, I love how you brought that up there. <laughs> it's just a matter of getting a little better, you know? I think it's, it's important that we're having this conversation because literally this morning at 10, 12 AM, looking at my text message history right now, 10, 12 AM Cosmos texts me. He says, LOL, I'm struggling at getting my shit together this morning. <laughs> and I was like, 
LOL, the irony, you know, because we were about to get on this podcast Mm -hmm. and record about this, right? And what I pull out of what both of you just said is the habits that you currently have that you've spent so long creating. Meg, we've definitely done an episode about this before. You are so much better about remembering the episodes. I have no idea which one it was, but one of the been a while. Habits was a long time ago. Yeah, it's one episode. If you scroll, you'll find something about habits. But we've talked about this where you're going to start, let's say we start at level one, right? Level one is whatever it is. Just going to use that as an example. Then you build a new habit and you go to level two right? Once that habit is solidified, you're not going to go back to level one, right? You might not progress quickly if you're in a season where you're prioritizing sleep or work or whatever, right? But you've created a habit that you're probably not going to go backwards unless you stay there for a very long time, right? So like, let's take your house as an example, Mike, because mine's in the same condition right now, right? My house right now, I consider it messy. However, me five years ago would have, conti- would have considered my house today clean, right? Mm. Because I've created new habits and I've moved up some levels where I'm not going to get back to the place where I used to live, right? I'm not going to get back to the place where I used to be because I've created new habits where now my description of a messy house used to be my description of a clean house. And I'm not going to go back to that other one right? Can I go forwards? Yes, of course. But as we create new habits, our baseline changes, right? Our baseline gets higher and higher and higher. And then it's easier and easier and easier to continue. Does it feel easier? No, right? Because you always feel like you're at your baseline. You're like, oh, I just want it to be better. I just want it to be better. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Cosmos with gratitude and reflection, we have to reflect and look back. And I am so grateful for where I'm at now because I'm not still where I was at then right? And like see that growth and that progress. So that way we can continue to do that moving forward. And I think too, when I, we all, and Cosmos, I wonder if you are, I don't know this about you. I know that Maggie and I were definitely like, we're like recovering all or nothing type people. Are you like that too? Or were you like that? (laughs) A little bit of a perfectionist? I I might, I might be like that a little bit, but. uh... (laughs) Just a small amount. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to, trying to get better at it, um, and getting, getting better about it. Um, but yeah, um, I think that comes with grat- the gratitude that I say I was working on. It's like, that is the biggest thing for me right now. It's just like, it's okay. It, like, I don't have to beat myself up or push myself backwards. Cause I, what I'll do is I'll go all or nothing. And then if I, if I feel like I failed on the all, then I'll go back to step zero. So like, like Maggie was just saying, like, as long as we're not going backwards and like, I would go all in and then all the way back and all in and all the way back. And I'm trying, and, and now expressing gratitude has been helping me go all in and then be okay with if I didn't go to the expectation where I wanted to be at. And then, you know, being okay with, you know, stepping up a level from there, you know, or being okay with where I am there and then knowing I'm going to go a little bit further, you know, not as extreme. Yeah. And when, when we experience that, like going forward, going back, going forward, going back, the reason why we're coming back is because we haven't created that habit fully yet. Right. And so I experienced this so much. And if you're listening, you probably feel the pain of what I'm about to say is, you know, with clients, it's like, 
well, I did all this work and, you know, I didn't see any results or I'm back. I gained all the weight back or whatever. Right. I stopped going to the gym for three weeks and, and then it turned into three months and a whole year and whatever. Right. And the reason why that we, you know, we go forward and we go back is because we haven't fully formed that habit yet. However, that doesn't mean that all that work that you did was for nothing right? Mm -hmm. Because next time you're going to be that much closer to actually creating the habit, right? And so we have to keep pushing forward. We have to give ourselves grace when we don't quote unquote, like reach our goal right away, right? And use that to continue moving on, right? Because if you just give up, you're never going to get to whatever it is that you, you know, the place that you want to be. Right. And I think for me, the reason why I asked you that Cosmos is because when I, I can even picture myself just a couple of years ago, not even, not even that long ago. And I worked through this heavily in therapy with my all or nothing type things. Cause it came into every facet of my life. It was with, you know, work and my home and my eating habits, like everything I was all or nothing. I was either all in or all out. And so I'm thinking back a couple of years ago, if I would have seen my house in this condition. Now, the thing that sets us backwards, and I don't know if you guys um, agree with this, but through my lens and my old like school psych lens, the thing that would get me to go backwards is the shame and the guilt that I would attach to it. So last night looking around, it wouldn't just be like, okay, my house is a mess. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. It would be your house is a mess. What the fuck are you doing? You suck. Why can't you get it all together? I would go down this rabbit hole of if you can't even keep your house together, how are you going to chase your dreams? How are you going to handle this? Like that's where I would go. And that's what would make me be like, oh my gosh, this is too much and just give up. So now this is all mindset. So anyone listening to this, it does not need to be something that all of a sudden you put 10 habits in place. Don't do that because one, you probably won't get any of them done. And if you do, it'll be for, I give you a week tops. Okay. Like that's probably the extent. And if you feel like you can do more awesome, like more power to you, for me, it's just easier to focus on one or two things at one time. And I'll even go as far as like, for example, sometimes I in Atomic Habits by James Clear, he talks about making something obvious, make it an obvious thing. So when I'm trying to work on a habit, I'll put it on a whiteboard on my fridge, or it'll be something as simple as like, I'll get my water bottle filled the night before and put it by Milo's leash. So that while I'm walking him in the morning, I'm drinking, you know, 32 ounces of water before I have my coffee. It's simple little things that really start, um, to open up the other ones. And it also to go along with that, like, you know, that shame that would come of like, you suck. Why can't you get this done? Da, 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 da. It's instead building momentum. Uh, okay. I drank a glass of water before I had my coffee. That's really small, but it's awesome. And it makes you want to do more. And it makes you then want to go for the 15 minute walk in the morning. And then you're more likely to do, you know, to go for a workout in the afternoon, like whatever it is, it builds upon each other. And I was talking to someone the other night, um, who's really special to me. And they were saying something about being your best self. And I was like, I can't be my best self every day. I can't do it. Like my best self every day would rule this fucking world. And I would like, uh, burn out before I could even get started trying to do it. And they were saying something to me about your best self every day changes though. Your best self is not going to be that version you have in your head, that perfect woman you have in your head. Cause that's what mine is. She's a ghost. She doesn't exist. Right. And that's something, at least I wonder if you guys can speak to that. I have this image in my head of someone who does it all literally. 
And I, that image to go along with this imagery that I'm using of the ghost that haunted me for a really long time. And knowing now that it's not something that's realistic for me at least has helped so much to stay with my habits because they feel more attainable, sustainable, all the things. So I wonder if you guys can kind of speak to that and, you know, just lead me into your minds in that way a little bit too. I, I really love that you brought that up, Megan. And I like how you guys talk about this a lot on, on the podcast about how you speak to yourself um, and how important it is. I totally resonate with that being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why can't you get, you know, talking to myself like that? And Maggie actually helped me a lot with this when we first started dating. Um, it might've been like in the first year, we had a conversation about this, about um, beating ourselves up. And I, you know, if I fell off a workout program and trying to get back onto it or taking too long to get back onto it and how I was talking to myself. And she brought up this thing of how you can use a picture of yourself when you were very, very young. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like get a picture of yourself under 10 years old. And would you talk to that person the same way you're talking to yourself? Because that is you. Okay. And you might see yourself as you might see yourself as the person that you're, you're looking at in the mirror and, you know, yelling at yourself like this person, but really look at yourself and be grateful for who you are right now. You were a very young person. This is who you are. Would you talk to your, yourself that same way? And like, you know, after looking at a young picture of myself, you know, little cause there and, you know, thing of, oh, wow. You know, I would never talk to him like that. That would be so rude. <laughs> Maggie, you could probably cause. tell us more about that. <laughs> I hear this little cause. Yeah. I don't know can't... why I'm so emotional today. That made me tear up. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk to little cause like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Cosmos, you probably hear it in the episodes. I have like, I mean, obviously we work together, but I have like a major crush on your wife. And every time she talks something like that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, uh, this is I incredible. do too. Yeah. You do too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's things like that. Every day. So, yes, yeah. Things like that. Maggie's mind is so unique in that way that you don't not many people can draw the parallel between that, right? We know about inner child work, we know about all this stuff, but not many people can connect those dots so much. So I'm so grateful that one, both of us get to, you know, experience her in very different ways. But I get to hear her talk, and that's the part where I like crush on Maggie's her words. Oh. And that for example of you wouldn't speak to your younger self like that like give yourself compassion at the same time and also motivate yourself to keep improving like I think we always talk about this our word shifts go back to our word shifts episode about and and both and we love that world because it's the only way that I've found that I'm not all or nothing is to let two things exist at the same time um but wow what did that do for you when you that's really interesting. Did you actually get out a picture of yourself? Like, tell me that process a little bit. It was actually funny. So we were living in Fishka, which is like an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes from where we grew up in Parksville. And um, so we weren't going up. I wasn't really going up to my parents' house very much, but occasionally we go up there. So when I went up there, I was like, I need to get a picture of myself. And it was like within like a week or so we had gone up there and I dug through these boxes where we had like all of the family photo albums. And, uh, you know, I got out a picture of myself and I did, I brought a, a little picture of myself um, or actually I took a picture on my phone of it. And, um, and I did, I did the practice a couple of times. All it took me was a couple of times to realize that like, 
there's really no need to talk to myself. You know, there's no need to beat yourself up uh, or beat yourself down. Um, it and also what really helped another thing that really helped was um, at, at, similarly at the same time I read the book The Five Love Languages. Mm. Um, I, I to to crush on Maggie again here. Uh, she's the best partner to have ever. Like uh, she's incredible, but. Part the one thing that I just am endlessly grateful for is we're constantly having conversations about um, about growth and about uh, and having like positive conversations. I think that conversation is the most important thing, and communication is the most important thing in a relationship um, or on a team. And you know we're a team, and we we delve into we dove, dove into the. Uh, um, five love languages book to learn how we could have better relationship with each other. Well, in doing that, um, I learned about how I like to be loved. Okay. What, what ways I like to be loved and, um, words of affirmation are incredibly important for me. And if I, uh, if I talk to my poorly, like if someone else was talking to me poorly and they don't get any results out of me, you know, you don't get any benefit from talking down to me. You only get benefits from me or you get my, my motivation and everything else uh, when you talk positively to me. So after talking to myself positively as like a little kid uh, and also reading the five love, love languages and knowing that like, that's how I, you know, I want to be loved. And it's also reflects to how I should be loving myself is mm -hmm. with, affirmations you know i'm doing well with this you know don't you know not to harp on the bad things but to praise the good things you know that's amazing i i wouldn't even have thought of that I, i've also i've dabbled and i have the book the five love languages and i that's something personally that we can even do like a follow-up on in the future because i think that's really interesting but i've never thought of it in the sense of, cause mine are my biggest ones of how I like to receive love is words of affirmation and physical touch. And I've never thought and like quality time, like just that kinds of things. And I never thought about using it for myself. That's such an interesting thing. I obviously try and focus on like, you know, the way I speak to myself and the way I love on myself, but that's so interesting that anyone listening, I think this could resonate with so many people. If you think about that, and I don't know anyone who hasn't heard of the five languages now, five love languages now, but if you haven't, it's a book and there's five, what is it? Quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, gifts, gifts and acts of service. Okay. So out of all of those, there's ways that you give love and there's ways that you receive love according to this book. And I think that's really interesting knowing that like, for example, I crave words of affirmation and sometimes we expect it to come from someone else and we think that will quote unquote fix it and that can help, right? It can embellish, but you have to set the foundation for yourself first. So I really, really love that. And Maggie, I'm curious, you're being on the other end of that, like giving that to Cosmos or how you receive it as well. What kind of works for you in terms of your life and habits and all those things kind of combined? Yeah. In terms of the love languages. So this is something that when Kaz and I, uh, uh, you know, realized this Baxter's probably going to start barking. So, um, I don't know what he's <laughs> upset about. He's upset about something. No one else is upset, just Baxter. Um, but when we came across the five love languages and, you know, did the quiz and read the book, we were like, 
oh wow life is so much better now we actually get it you know because like so cause is um physical touch and words of affirmation just like you meg i am acts of service quality time and gifts are all kind of like oh that's so interesting you're the exact opposites oh words of affirmation i had like an extremely low score and physical touch was absolutely zero Mm. and so and cause was the opposite gifts if you give cosmos a gift <laughs> this is, it's so adorable but sometimes I'm like just open it already because he literally will hold the gift and walk around the house and like Christmas you give cause a gift he won't open it for like 45 That's minutes me. oh Be- yeah. my god mm-hmm. because he's like if he doesn't feel worthy it's not going to make him feel great where like if you give me a gift I'm like oh my god you gave me a gift you thought of me like this is the most like thoughtful thing ever right and so we're on the other side of that physical touch and words of affirmation are not as important to me. Like if you give me a hug, I'm like, okay, cool. A hug. If you tell me that something nice about me, I'm like, okay, cool. And I just move on. Right. And so I wasn't fulfilling those love languages for cause. And he wasn't fulfilling the love languages that I needed because he like quality time. He, it's not that he doesn't care. He wants to spend time with me. Right. But it's not the same. So for example, like birthdays or something like that, I rarely will get cause a gift. I've started writing him cards because I know that he's going to appreciate that much more than me spending money on him. He's probably not going to open it for like eight business days, you know? So, (laughs) um, but he knows, yeah. And he knows that I want him to spend time with me. Like, that's my number one. If we don't spend time together, I'm like, you don't love me. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we regress so quickly? You know, I'm like, you're like in a very healthy, committed relationship, <laughs> and you're in a marriage, and you're like, so what's the deal? Who is yeah. she? What's going on? If he, if cause is like, I'm gonna leave work at five thirty, and he doesn't call me by five thirty, I'm calling him at five thirty because I'm like, are you coming home? Because I want to spend time with you now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, it's been so important that we've learned those things and going back to what both of you said, it is so important that we do them for ourselves, right? Because I know that we Mm -hmm. talked about this on a previous episode too, that we cannot fully receive love from anyone else in any way if we are not willing to give it to ourselves, right? Like I've talked about you cause in this way where if I am never willing to spend time with myself, never willing to do things for myself, never willing to buy myself gifts, I'm just going to feel not valuable when I receive those things from someone else. Mm. Right. So if you're not willing to speak kindly to yourself, if you're not willing to, you know, take a bath or whatever type of, you know, physical touch that you want for yourself, give yourself a hug, whatever it is, right if you're not willing to do those things, you're not going to feel worthy when you receive them from someone else. Mm. That's such a good point. I really, really agree with that. Um, I think like to tie it back into, um, you know, the habits or getting your habits together. If I was to say the most important thing, if you want to get your shit together, or if you want to get your habits together, the most important thing is exactly this learning how to appreciate yourself because most of um i heard this quote that um most of the disgusting things in this world are an aberration of love or it's a it's it's when love is not happening it comes out in different forms and it starts with people themselves 
So like the scary things in life or the shit in life, the things that stink or the things that come up to the surface in, uh, as, as things that cause problems and negative things that bring negativity into your life, the reason they exist, the, the major root cause they exist is that you're not receiving love in the form that you want. And love is an interesting term that can be pulled in so many different ways, but it's, um, it's really how, how you appreciate yourself. It's gratitude. It's all these different things. Um, but it's, it's, it's important that like the first, before you can love anyone else, or you can receive love, like Maggie just said, you need to know how you can love yourself or, you know, you need to need to be able to love yourself um, and receive that love. So absolutely. Very, very cool. And I would love in the future, maybe Maggie, we can do like a whole, cause you guys have done just knowing you and your relationship. This is a very important topic. And I think it's something that we don't always give enough time to, or all of these layers that come with these things. So maybe in the future we can do like a follow-up, but I wonder for you guys, what you used to think about this when I used to picture we're all entrepreneurs, right? Like that's pretty much, we all have that mindset. We all enjoy that world. And I wonder what you guys think about this and tying it into the habits and things like that. When I used to consume entrepreneurs, right? Cause I did, they sparked my interest years ago and I would start to wonder like, okay, when do they wake up? What do they do? What are they, you know, just what are the habits of entrepreneurs? And a lot of them from what you hear are really the same, right? Like a lot of them wake up really early and they usually move their bodies in the morning and they take really good care of themselves was the common theme that I found in reading about all of these people that I looked up to. But at the same time, I always felt like I couldn't connect to it fully because it felt very hollow to me. There was no, and it may just be because at the time I was not in a place to where I was ready to, you know, um, hold the space for that type of energy. But at the time, you know, waking up at 5am, well, if you don't have the reason or the why, like Maggie will say a lot, if your why is not big enough, it does feel hollow. It does feel unattainable. It doesn't feel the same. And we talked about that. Even if you go back to, we're really shouting out a lot of old episodes today, which is perfect. Um, even our episode with Kim Fisher on manifestation, she talked heavily about, you can manifest whatever you want. Okay. You can, you can write it down. You can work towards it. You can get it, but your energy of how you're going to hold that thing or that feeling or that relationship or that anything is going to be very different if you if you are not in tune with yourself and you don't know why you're doing it. And I think that that what I'm getting from this uh, episode in particular, and I love that we just kind of let this conversation unfold because I could I don't think we could have planned it out to be any more beautiful. Um, but what I'm getting from it the most is that getting your shit together or having it, you know, where you want to get your habits in alignment, it starts with getting really curious with yourself. And why do you want those habits? What do you want? I think sometimes we get caught in the, I think a lot of people get caught in this and I've been there too. Okay. I just need to like go to work and get this done and do this. And like the rat race of like the to-do list that we never even get quiet enough to be like, what do I even want from this life? <laughs> do I even like, I think we get caught up in that quite a bit and it's very difficult then to build from there. You have to kind of go back to Maggie and I always talk about like 
you said it today, Maggie, like level one, what do you want? Like get curious about that. And I think your habits can form from there alone. I a hundred percent agree. That's I'm just letting to sit with that for a second. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we love taking pauses here. Also Cosmos, you speak, which is awesome. Cause probably now our listeners can hear us. Maggie and I talk like a hundred miles an hour per minute and I'll listen back and I love it. Cause that's, you know, clearly it's our energy. We're like, you speak slowly and calmly. So I hope that our listeners are going to be like, Oh, thank God. I can finally make out what they're saying this week. Sometimes when I'm listening to the podcast, I do have to look and say, do I have this on like high speed or something? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. We just get so excited, you know? When I get excited, I start talking so quickly. I just, I can't contain myself, but we talk so hilarious. fast. And I actually love it built into this episode. We took a few pauses, like a few moments of silence. And Maggie, we should probably focus on that just a tiny bit. I'll um, just add them into the episode afterward. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh my I can't, goodness. I'm so happy you came on Cosmos. I had no idea what to expect. Maggie was like, he has a story. I'm like, a story? Like what kind of a story? And I think that's amazing. The contrast too. And we didn't get to really talk about, you know, your business as a whole today and as a leader, but again, we, I mean, you're Maggie's husband, so we can really pull you on here anytime we want. Um, in the future, I'd love to get into that in the sense of, it's a really cool parallel that the people who are typically leaders or entrepreneurs or people who create things out of nothing, essentially, I love that the theme of most of them for the most part, as long as no one is going behind them and cleaning up their shit is that they take really good care of themselves and they're constantly wondering how do I evolve? And you're constantly also giving yourself space to stay in the place that you are with the forward thinking um, approach. I think that's what makes it sustainable. I really like that. I have a mentor, um, uh, Tony, um, I was going to say Tony Robbins. He's also a mentor, <laughs> but, but not, not, no. When I you don't text Tony that. Robbins no, yet? <laughs> You're not texting him. Um, good morning. Tony Burgess, uh, this guy uh, who runs the uh, Cornell. Um, Cornwall. Cornwall Leadership Institution. Anyway, um, he told me this, uh, and I really, I struggle, I was struggling when I first, you know, got into, got into, you know, really taking the position as a leader. Um, And he said, you have to hold yourself to a a higher standard if you want to take on this level of stress. Don't expect yourself to do all this extra work and put yourself in this level of stress without having to elevate yourself in every part of your life. Mm. You have to elevate your spiritual health, your physical health. You have to elevate all of those sides of it um, if you're going to be able to take on, which is the the burden of being a leader, you know, not burden, really. It's kind of, you know, like if you're going to take on this battle, that's what you're signing up for. You have to elevate yourself in every part. So I get that side of um, that side of entrepreneurs. Um, And one other thing is like, and I kind of reflect this in the story with saying, you know, you see people and they, you know, don't automatically think that they have their shit together because they might have other people. Um, in the business world, I interact with a lot of other businesses. And I realized that there are actually very few good leaders in the world. 
there's a there's a big issue right now, I think, um, with really good leadership. And a lot of the leaders out there, they're not elevating themselves to that position, but they're holding the title and they're kind of requiring people to look at them as a leader, uh, you know, or they're put into a position where they're a leader, but they really are not elevating themselves to the level that they need to be at. Mm. Um, so it's important to, um, it's important to scrutinize our, um, the people that we're leading. And I think that's part of the great resignation that's happening right now is people are really what they're doing is they're scrutinizing the leadership or they're scrutinizing the why on why they're doing things. And really it comes down to if their leaders are not, um, if they don't, if, if you're, if you're in a leadership position and you don't have your shit together, don't expect the people around you to be inspired on, mm. on the mission that you're trying to tell them to go after. So, um, there's like a, there's a necessity to have it together. Um, but it's not always, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not to be perfect, but it's to be inspiring, you know, um, that's what, you know, I aspire to be. So, and you bring a level of, um, you bring a level of humanness to that. So if we didn't have you keep talking and we just said like your titles and what you do and the businesses that you run, everyone would just be like, oh, okay, cool. But once you hear you, when, once we get to hear you speak and that you are human too, and you're working towards that, I think it's a lot more relatable. And that's what I'm so excited for our listeners to get to hear this week. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's humanness to everything, right? If we allow ourselves to see mm-hmm. it, and if we are allow it to come out, and um, I'm reading a book right now. And the last thing that it was talking about was that we will never, they use the word enlightenment, but we'll never, you know, reach the highest version of ourself or a place where we're content. Um, if we don't accept our humanness, right? They talked about it in relation to like, we'll never reach enlightenment if we deny our bodies, right? Because Mm. our bodies are most of the part of being a human, right? And we can't expect to become something greater if we deny what we actually are, right? And so I think that applies to all of this where like, you can't expect yourself to get better if you deny what you are and where you are and all of that, right? And so um, it's so important that, you know, as we, we polish our outside armor, right. To make ourselves look, you know, special and fancy. And as we continue to get better, I think it's so valuable and important to show the inside too, you know, and show the, the messier parts. And, um, Meg and I are going to record our next episode about this, but like the darker sides and the darker days and just the humanness, right. Because mm-hmm. if you just have the shininess, it's, it's not special because there's, there's no contrast, you know? Mm, here we go again. That's so good. <laughs> we should probably again. wrap up before we talk for like we should call, hour. Yeah. Yeah. Or else we're just going to go on a tangent. Um, that's amazing. Polishing your armor and yeah, because it's so true. And I love, that's why I think we are relatable Maggie as a brand. And that's why I think when we bring people on that are as well, that's what makes our show much more, um, I, it's like, I feel like you can hold it closer to you because if you saw any of us somewhere, I think you would know that that's exactly what we're like. We're not just polishing our armor. This is truly who we are. Um, and we bring you into some of those darker moments too. And the contrast of that is what makes it beautiful. It's true. 
Yeah, absolutely. Cosmos, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. This was a wonderful conversation. And I'm I'm selfishly happy I got to spend another hour of my day with you. (laughs) (laughs) I I enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much um, for letting me get this story out there. I I feel um, I feel grateful for uh, that, <laughs> that I was able to tell this story. Um, and I'm hoping that the li- our listeners here can really um, get something from this. Uh, I hope it resonates with them. I hope it resonates. I love it. Thank I'm you sure so it will. Much. All right, should we say, Cosm, do you wanna like plug yourself? Is that something that you're interested in or you're like, no, I'm just cool being Maggie's husband? Cool being Maggie, Maggie's husband. Absolutely. Maggie's husband. You got it. <laughs> Everyone look forward to the future. We'll probably bring them back on here and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entirety of this episode. If you found this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Your support helps our show grow. And for that, we are extremely grateful. Please be sure to leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. We'll see you next Monday with another episode of the Meg and Maggie podcast. Love Meg and Maggie.